Expectations are certainly a hideous bitch goddess, ain't they? The thing about expecting a certain outcome is, is that it relies exclusively on the individual doing the expecting. No basis in fact or in reality can overpower a person's bias, preconception, or prejudice. Even when your expectations are on the sunny, fluffy bunny side, it stands that it's constructed purely within your goopy brain stew, on your volition. We talk about two different horrid, full family, plus a couple non-kin thrown in for extra measure slaughters on this episode. I encourage every expectation you can muster. Load every chamber in your expectation pea shooter. Do so, even though I tell you right now that each and every expectation bullet will miss the mark. Because there is no mark. But just because you can't technically aim for what you can't see doesn't make the practice of mechanical familiarity any less important. Inspect your tool. Love your tool. If you should find a lump on your tool, see a doctor right away. But become intimate with your thought process. It'll come in handy. And all of your mamas. Good evening. A hiya to you, sir. <laughs> right back at you. You ever wear hiya karate? Absolutely not. You ever you ever been around and or smelled someone wearing hiya karate? Um possibly, but I'm pretty sure I was too young to know what atrocity was being uh dealt to my nose. If you knew me in elementary school, when I was a very lazy and took no baths, yet a very insecure about my smell at school, you would have smelled me wearing some hoya karate. I think that 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 makes my night to imagine Jason in the mirror as a kid, like <laughs> getting out of the shower, you know, combing his hair. No, I just said it didn't take Hi-ya! showers. <laughs> No, I wore I, I literally as far as maybe maybe even up until like high school, I wore whatever the fuck my dad left at the house when he left uh, oh. to go to jail when uh, he, he was in jail when I was born. Um, and then my mom divorced him when I was eight days old while he was in prison. Uh, and but I'm here. So you had what, like some Dracar Noir, some Stetson? Oh some... no, no, no! See, no, see the the Dracar Noir was stolen from my older brother Billy, who is twelve years older than I am, who also stinks apparently. Uh, oh come <laughs> on now, that stuff not bad. Uh, it I also smells like, uh, what? <laughs> it smells like the shoe aisle in a Kmart. Okay, it's not that bad if you don't douse yourself in it. No, it smells like the shoe aisle in a Kmart in Yugoslavia. Yeah, if you could... Well, I was about to say if you could find a Kmart, but probably in Yugoslavia, you probably could. Uh, <laughs> people in Yugoslavia, let us know at 
see no hear no speak no pod at gmail.com or Christopher S N H N S N P O D at gmail.com. And uh, no offense there, Yugoslavia. I was just trying to come up with a weird Avia country name to uh, throw out there. And uh, you know what? Fuck you guys. Uh, I'm just saying. Like, What about Transylvania? The disco. It smells like the disco, yeah? <laughs> Uh, I I imagine the entirety of Yugoslavia to smell like a disco. Yes, I'm gonna have you all revert to my opening statement, uh, your mamas, and and then we'll go ahead and continue with this episode. I think we can continue with this is another yo mama episode of see no hear no speak no complete packed full to the brim with. UFOs, conspiracies, <sighs> and moitas. However, uh, I will say, um, yeah, although I had, you know, the Eeyore going on because I'm just really annoyed that I'm not mm-hmm. making money right this second, um, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's nice to be back. I, I appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, Life right. happenings can That's... can occur and put me out of commission, damn near. For uh, <laughs> fuck, man, it was not supposed to take this long, and I apologize to the kitties as well as as uh, to you there, Jason. It's it's really annoying. Be- believe it or not, believe it or not, we are almost goddamn on time. Uh, if I can get this episode out within the next maybe two days, we Ooh. are pretty on time. Uh, especially uh, seeing has as how uh, uh, the kitties got eight motherfucking episodes last month, uh, as as many as they may have been, and as many in in size as they may have been, they still fucking took time out of my day to produce. You sons of bitches! They did, and you did good. Eight is uh pretty impressive, sir. So we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and hit the uh, the restart button tonight. We are going back to the me, then then Chi-Chi, then, then I, then Christopher, then good old Evil J. Dizzle, and Chris Trismagistus com backslash <laughs> oldladytitties.au. Why is there a .com and a .au? It's, it's, a, it's a domain thing. It, we'll get back to it. I don't argue with my IT guy. No, you never argue with your IT guy. No. Your IT guy is effectively God. Yeah. <laughs> you, you all would be better to realize that and kiss his feet. Kiss his unwashed, sandaled, with socked feet as they walk through your door See? with the See? who sharded shirt on. <laughs> right. And please, <laughs> before you call them, just turn it off and turn it back on again. <laughs> See if That's that right. works. And no... <laughs> I, just because no one uses CDs anymore, your your computer's still going to come with it with a, a CD-ROM or a DVD-ROM or a, a blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> just because we don't use them anymore does not mean you can use it as a fucking cup holder. Uh, if that tray breaks, so does your fucking computer. It sounds unfair, but in reality, you're just stupid. No, I think what it is is that people need to just stop trying to fucking make their own rules out of shit that that was not created by them. Like, you can't just do whatever you want whenever you want, man. I mean, fuck off. I mean, in a perfect world, you can. Um, But but also, 
It just don't affect other people with your retardedness, and and yeah, well. and and let's all live. Let's all live happily ever. Um, let's just forever live happy. Um, How about we make that rule number two for life altogether? Whereas rule number one okay. is treat other people how you want to be treated. Rule number two right. is and don't affect other people with your retardation. Indeed, Fucking indeed. Ridiculousness. And rule number three: fuck the Germans. Oh, no, no, the Germans, the Germans give me the schnitzel. It's the French Canadians that do nothing for me. <laughs> That's right. And also, fuck you, French Canada. Fuck mm-hmm. you, French Canada. Minus Monk, though. Minus Monk. She's cool. We'll let her fly. Fuck you. Hey, <laughs> just because her her genealogy originates partly from there does not mean we have to kiss its ass. Um, Fair enough. We'll let three quarters of her slide. I have to, have to, have to jump into tonight's episode because if <sighs> I don't, it's going to go long. There's no way this can be two, but if I don't, if we don't jump in, it's going to be long. We're going to have fun still, but it's going to be long. So <clears throat> tonight, uh, you get a uh, a Tuesday twofer as uh, very bad <sighs> radio disc jockeys would say. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Minus the tacos. Uh, no, it's a Tuesday taco twofer. Oh. Um, for people named Topher, which is just that guy that was on that '70s show. Not a single other person on this planet is named Topher. I've Ooh. done the research. I've never heard of another person in my life named Topher. No, I've I've never met a Topher. Melissa, ever met a Topher? Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. That's right, Topher Grace. We're calling you out. I think your stage name is made up and bullshit. I th- I th- I think it is a stage name. I think it's like uh. Like, what's his name? Uh, Christopher Reeves. Fucking, you've never <laughs> met anybody named that. Um, oh, I, and you know what's funny? Pulled that name out of my ass. Uh, Melissa has actually dated a dude named Christopher motherfucking Reeves. Wow. That no is... bullshit. His name was Christopher Reeves. <laughs> that is, uh, he is on her Facebook. <laughs> I think that right there is the definition of irony. That is ironic as hell. Don't you think? Mm. Um, a little too ironic. Mm. I really do think. So tonight's episode, <clears throat> being a, uh, a Tuesday grab bag two for taco tofer Wednesday, is about a little known place called Valeska. Part one. Part two. A littler known place. <laughs> Known as this is all just very bad, uh, Hinterkaifeck, which we are in the good old USA for part sure one, and then no. for part two we go to the Germany. It works, Chris. For no, fuck's no, sake, it works. So I'll begin. The Velisca portion of the show by saying the Moore family consisted of parents uh, Josiah and Sarah. Uh, they uh, they lived in 1912. You know, mm-hmm. never met a Josiah either, but whatever, Jason. I think that's more a product of, of of the time than anything else. You know, I think it's a stupid stage name. 
I think it's a stupid stage name, too. Goddamn Hollywood actors. So, uh, uh, Josiah and Sarah Moore. M-O-O-R-E. Uh, just give me some more. Newer. Busta! And their four children, who went by the names as followed. Herman Montgomery, who was 11. Mary Catherine, who was 10. Arthur Boyd, who was 7. And Paul Vernon, who was itty bitty five? Arthur Boyd. That's awful. Yeah. Arthur Boyd. 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 Boyd Arthur. They you know what? No... If it was the other way around, it it would be cooler, but harder to say. They had no flair for for the, the, yeah, the flow or or having a nice well, ring no. to any of these names at all. Well, when you have when you literally have to get every single name out of for your family out of the Bible. Uh, I guess a little hard. Um, they were a like a an affluent family, right? They uh, they were well known and well liked. Um, which I mean, it was 1912. How hard is it to be well known and well liked in a community of ten people? Um, yeah, you just have yeah. to not like wake up every day and and slap your wife and 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 piss on the mailman, I guess. But in that time, I think you were you were allowed to do so if you wanted. Well, I mean, legally, that's what the rule of thumb is about, actually. Uh, on June 9th, 1912, <laughs> uh, the 11-year-old Mary Catherine Moore had invited Ina May, that is I-N-A, May, M-A-E, uh, who was 8 years old, and Lena Gertrude Stillinger, who was 12, to spend the night at the, the residence at their home. That evening... The visiting girls and the Moore family had attended the Presbyterian Church where they participated in the Children's Day program, which Sarah Moore was the one that uh, put it on. She coordinated it. And after it ended at 9.30 p.m., the Moores and the Stillinger sisters walked to the Moores' house, arriving between 9.45 and 10 p.m., which really, for leaving a church affair, I think that's a little late. I think they were up to something, Chris. Um, I, I think, I think God was up to something that night because, yeah, that's entirely too late. Who the fuck? God is up to something every night, Chris. No doubt. No doubt about that. But who the fuck Fist wants bump. to spend their entire night, day and night or whatever? Fuck, fuck. Never mind. I know there's tons of people and that just disturbs me, but continue. Okay. You and I, I will say, um, if it's the church of Satan. Then maybe, like just for shits and gigs, you know, yeah, for shits and gigs, and just it's kind of like in that scenario, I think I would be more the the more of like my club personality, where like I'll just sit back with a drink and watch and laugh and people, and that's pretty much what yeah, I it's would people do watching and yeah, yeah, people watching. But, but in real church, I'm like, like I'm doing that too, but in more of the way of like wanting to destroy everyone and rip my skin off. okay poo at 7 a.m the next day mary peckham who is the moore's neighbor uh started to become a little concerned after she noticed that the moore family hadn't come out to do their morning chores she knocked on their door because she was a fucking busybody but then when nobody answered she tried to open the door and discovered that it was locked well you don't say she uh she proceeded to let their chickens out 
and she called Rossmore, who was uh, Josiah's brother. And like Peckham, he received no response when he knocked on the door, and he shouted. He unlocked the front door with his copy of the house key. And while while the next-door neighbor lady stood on the porch, the brother went into the parlor and opened the guest bedroom door. When he opened it, uh, that is where he found Ina and Lena Stillinger's bodies on the bed. Moore immediately told Peckham to call Hank Horton, who was Velisca's primary peace officer, who <laughs> arrived shortly thereafter. Good old Hank Horton. He Hank Horton. Just what to do. Hank Horton, that's your service, sir. He's going to show up with a cigar and a big-ass hat and some aviator And sunglasses. he's always, somehow, just a little drunk. Yeah, just a little Just drunk. a little. Like, just enough to make you feel uncomfortable about him doing police work and carrying a gun. And the whole time, his panties are in a bunch, hoping he doesn't have to call in Tommy Lee Jones. Well, I... I think that I could maybe just take a look around the house by myself. You know, I I, 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 I won't touch nothing. uh, (laughs) You find folks just wait on the porch. Oh, my God, there's lots of bodies in here. (laughs) Um, Tommy Lee Jones would never, ever act like that. Oh, no. Tommy Lee Jones would walk in and he would fucking mean mug those dead bodies into telling him what the fuck happened. Um, he would call everybody Cupcake. <laughs> cupcake, oh god. Uh, the peace officer search of the house revealed that the entire Moore family and the two Stillinger girls had been bludgeoned to death. The murder weapon was uh, an axe belonging to Josiah. So, to bludgeon someone mm-hmm. with an axe, they, he, he, he uh-huh. basically, whoever it's did this. The backside. Was, okay, so the it was backside, Axeman yeah. style. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Because apparently the, the, the wedge part of the axe is too good for people. I don't know. That's that's what I'm... Um, yeah, if I was going to kill somebody it. with an axe, they're catching the wedge. For real. I mean, one and They're done, catching right? the wedge in the dome, and yeah. then I'm going about my day whistling just the finest tune of happiness. Yeah. Which is Job probably well uh, probably the the extremely racist zippity-doo-dah. Um, <gasps> that's my jam, though. So... So the murder weapon was an axe belonging to Josiah, and it was found in the guest room where the Stillinger sisters were found. Uh, Doctors had concluded that the murders had taken place between midnight and 5 a.m. The two, they had found two spent cigarettes in the attic, which suggested that the killer or killers patiently waited in the attic until the Moore family and the Stillingers were there and asleep. The killer maybe slash killers uh they they began in the master bedroom where josiah and sarah moore were sleeping josiah received more blows from the axe than any other victim his face had been cut to such an extent that his eyes were missing Oof. he was the only one that the killers used the blade of the axe on <laughs> they proceeded into the children's rooms and bludgeoned herman Catherine, Arthur, and Paul, all in the head, in the same manner as their parents. They returned once again to the master bedroom to inflict more blows on the parents, which, in the process of, they ended up knocking over a shoe that had filled with blood, before moving downstairs to the guest bedroom, 
where they killed Ina and Lena. Investigators <laughs> believe that all, all of the victims except for Lena Stillinger had been asleep when murdered. They thought that she was awake and tried to fight back as she was found lying crosswise on the bed and with a defensive wound on her arm. Lena's nightgown was pushed up to her waist and she was wearing no undergarments, leading to law enforcement speculation that the killer slash killers sexually molested her or at least attempted to do so. So everybody else was just laying in their bed and caught it? Every single person that was murdered that night just fucking laid there and caught it, yes. What, was there some kind of fucking crazy sleep spell in the house or something? It gets freakier. How does like, that just hold happen? on. Because uh, I, 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 I mean, even after knowing everything, I still fucking wonder the same goddamn thing. Um, so over time, uh, there were a whole lot of fucking suspects, uh, including Reverend George Kelly. Damn. Um, as, as well as Frank F. Jones, William Mansfield, Loving Mitchell, and William Henry Lee Moore. William fucking Mansfield? That son of a bitch. Continue. Hey, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually surprised you didn't latch on to Loving Mitchell. His name is Loving. L-O-V-I-N-G. <laughs> Loving Mitchell. Wow. His parents were like, oh, look at our beautiful new baby boy. What should we call him? Well... We love them, don't we? We sure do. Well, why don't we just call them loving then? We're going to call him a present tense verb. I love it. I loving it. <laughs> Never forget. Um, <clears throat> so I took the mic away from my face for that, by the way. <clears throat> I'm, I'm fine with that. That's fine. You don't have to, you don't have to reference it every time you do it. I'm going to reference Or do, whatever. These nuts. People probably dig it. So, George... George Kelly, who was the reverend, uh, was actually tried twice for the murder. The first one ended in a hung jury, while the second trial ended in an acquittal. <laughs> uh, why the reverend exactly? Twice? The reverend? We Hey, we'll get to it, and it's fun. So first Please up is A- Andrew Sawyer. Uh, every transient and otherwise unaccounted for stranger, was a suspect in the murders, as you would expect in such a small town. One such suspect was a man named Andy Sawyer. No real evidence linked him to the crime, but his name came up often in grand jury testimonies. According to Thomas Dyer of Burlington, a bridge foreman and pile driver for the Burlington Railroad, uh, he said that uh, Sawyer approached his crew in Creston at 6 a.m. on the morning of the murders, uh, uh, well, on the morning that the murders were discovered, and he was clean-shaven and wearing a brown suit when he arrived. His shoes were covered in mud, and his pants were wet nearly to the knees. He had asked him for employment, and as Dyer needed the help of an extra man, he was given a job on the spot. Well, Dyer later testified that uh, later that evening, when they reached uh, Fontenelle, Iowa, uh, Sawyer purchased a newspaper and went off by himself to read it. The newspaper carried a front-page account of the Velisca murders, and according to Dyer, uh, Sawyer was much interested in it. Dyer's crew complained that Sawyer slept with his clothes on and was anxious to be by himself. They were also uneasy that Sawyer slept with his axe next to him. He often talked about the Velisca murders and whether or not a killer had been apprehended. 
He reportedly told Dyer that he had been in Velisca that Sunday night and had heard of the murders. Afraid of being taken as a suspect, he had left and gone to Creston. Dyer was suspicious and turned him over to the sheriff on June 18, 1912. Dyer wow. later testified that pr prior to the sheriff's arrival, he walked up behind Sawyer. He was rubbing his head with both hands and suddenly jumped up and said to himself, I will cut your goddamn heads off. At the same time, he made striking motions with the axe and began hitting the piles in front of him. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I just totally <laughs> yes, that is the, the sound he made. The robot Absolutely. from uh, Futurama. <laughs> yes. Instead of, instead of stabbing, though, he's axing. Oh, God, is he ever axing? I'm feeling real stabby. Uh, Dyer's son, J.R., had testified that one day, as the crew drove through Villisca, Sawyer told him he would show J.R. where the man who killed the Moore family got out of town. He said the man that did the job jumped over a manure box, which he pointed out about one and a half blocks away, and then he showed where he crossed the railroad tracks. J.R. said there were footprints on the soggy ground north of the embankment. Sawyer told J.R. to look on the other side of the car and said he would show him an old tree where the murderer stepped into the creek. According to J.R., he looked over and saw such a tree south of the track four blocks away. But... Sawyer was dismissed as a suspect in the case when officials learned that he could totally prove that he had been in Ascaloa? A-S-C-E-O-L-A. Ascaloa? Sure. <clears throat> Iowa, on the night of the murders. He had been arrested for vagrancy there, and the sheriff recalled putting him on a train to send him away approximately 11 p.m. that evening. Well, that was nice of him. So as fucked up and crazy as this dude was, he just, he couldn't have been. He, he just basically couldn't have been. Interesting. So, we will now talk about uh, the Honorable Reverend George Kelly. Hmm. I never understood titles that end in A-B-L-E. Like, because if I understand the English language correctly enough and prefixes and suffixes as they're supposed to be used, words like mm -hmm. that don't make any fucking sense to me. Because it's like, well, you're able to mm -hmm. be honored, sure. I'm not going to be the one to do it, but whatever. You know? Well, I mean, someone higher and holier than, than thou and, and we is the one that bestowed that to him. And we will not be taking it away. Although I, I said the honorably or honorable, whatever the fuck I said. I said that, uh, and it's not written here. It's just Reverend George Kelly. I was no, just trying no, to be no, smartass. I, I was just making a statement about also being a smartass, but also being true. Like, that's how I really feel about, you know, titles that have <laughs> the suffix A-B-L-E. I that's hear all. you, man. <laughs> that's, a, that's a factual statement in the mind well, of Chris. <laughs> well, you want to hear you want to hear about uh, uh, the uh, George Kelly, the Reverend, okay, the that's... the man of God. <clears throat> so, he was an English-born traveling minister who was in town on the night of the murders. Uh, he was described as peculiar, reportedly having suffered a mental breakdown as an adolescent. Uh, so, having a, a supposedly omnipotent imaginary friend wasn't peculiar enough to begin with, huh? Okay. That is that is the weirdest part of it all. Um, <laughs> as an adult, he was accused of peeping and several times asking young women and girls to pose nude for him. You don't say. On June 8th... Hmm? 
no, no, continue, continue. I'm sorry. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean to throw you off there. No, I was, I no, was no, 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 please. Feigning surprise, that's all. Continue. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it is It is a bit weird. Um, I, Like you would like expect to hear that or whatever. So uh, on June 8th, 1912, he came to Velisca to teach at the Children's Day service, which the Moore family attended and had basically put on on June 9th, 1912. He left town between 5 a.m. and 5.30 a.m. Then on June 10th, 1912, hours before the bodies were discovered, Reverend Kelly had confessed to the murders in court, but the jury didn't believe his confession. The fuck? In the weeks that followed, he displayed a fascination with the case and wrote many letters to the police, also investigators, and family of the deceased, which, surprise, uh, aroused suspicion. And a private investigator wrote wrote back to the reverend asking for details that he might know about the murders. Well, Kelly replied with great detail, claiming to have heard sounds and possibly witnessed the murders. His known mental illness made authorities question whether he knew the details because of having committed the murders or was just imagining his account. In nineteen fourteen whack. In nineteen fourteen, two years after the murders, he was arrested for sending obscene material through the mail. He was uh, sexually harassing a woman who applied for a job as his secretary. He was sent to St. Elizabeth's Hospital, the National Mental Health uh, Hospital in Washington, D.C., where uh, investigators speculated again that Kelly could be the murderer of the Moore family. Well, in 1917, he was again arrested for the uh, Velisca murders. And police obtained a confession from, however, it followed uh, lots and many and whole bunches of hours of interrogation, and Kelly later recanted, and after two separate trials, he was acquitted. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, so he... Like, I have no the fa- The fact that he... Yeah, the fact that he was nuts a bit um, led to... Maybe him getting off scot free. <laughs> Excuse me. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Mm. Hey, that Chris. Guy, that guy's weird. Yes. That guy is weird. Um, I have to take one of my seven allotted uh Zach Morris timeouts. You ready? Uh oh. Continue. Ti- yes. Uh, time. Timeout. and now worried about my mother. Uh, so that'll be good while we talk about these family murders. Um, yeah. <clears throat> may I may I rejoin us back into the show? Yep, last time. Okay, well, so uh, a time in. Um, where we la... <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. That was... I had, I had a frog in my throat, and that should teach me to stop swallowing frogs. There's no excuse. Where we last... Less and you know that fucking motherfucker. There never will be. Mm-mm. And if someone could come up with one, just so I could use it with the police, that would be great. No, we'll where see. we left off. Real quick, no, I already explained the difference though between the uh, 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 an excuse and a reason. 
The only difference is right. whoever you're telling, whether or not they believe you. If they don't believe you, then it's just, quote, unquote, an excuse. But that's still an incorrect right. use of the word, technically. An excuse and a reason are the same fucking thing, and they both do. Well, an excuse excuses you, technically. It's not bullshit. It's true. And the reason yeah, is indeed. just the reason, yeah. period. It just is. So there's always I, a abs- Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it is the listener who uh, decides whether an excuse is an explanation or not. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. So <clears> and I just got... For being, but your excuse is not going to fly. I, I know I told uh, uh, Chi-Chi, but I uh, didn't make it known to the world at large that, uh, once again, not that it happens all the time or something, but uh, Melissa and I are house-sitting for her good friend Kelly, and I am out recording on the back porch as I did our Halloween show uh, uh, with the propane fire pit that I put together last night, Aurorin, which really would have helped more on the Halloween show because uh, it's muggy and shitty out here tonight, but uh, <laughs> Melissa just walked back out on the <clears throat> on the porch and gave me the uh, everything's uh, it's okay, like the so-so hand. So I'll wait to find out what the fuck that means after the show. Okay. Um, but that puts that puts my mind at ease a bit. Yeah, that'd um, be good news. So where we where we left off uh, before the Zach Morris timeout was with R. Kelly, uh, better known as Reverend Kelly, if you're nasty. <laughs> um, <laughs> Reverend <laughs> George Kelly, if you're insane, uh, who had uh, twice admitted to the wholesale slaughter of a whole fucking family plus two. Um, But, you know, shit happens. If you're crazy, people sometimes don't believe the shit you say. It's that easy. But they do still allow you to be an ordained fucking minister, apparently. (laughs) Hey, man, all you have to do is sign on to a website and pay a fee and you can print out your own (laughs) thing. So, Frank F. Jones is up next. F F Jones. Yep. A F squared <laughs> is what he went as uh, in in math circles and in math squares at that. Cubes, if you will. Um uh, Zach Morris time out. <laughs> Baby, tell me a joke. Come on. Uh, tell me a joke. Come how on. How many potheads does it take to screw in a light bulb? Uh, two. One to twist it, one to light it. Ooh, I like it. One to twist it, one to light it. We have ourselves an end of the episode sting. It's not even funny. It's it's bad. It's stupid. I know. Did you just make it up? <laughs> no. That was the only that, one that I knew. That, that is an, an established <laughs> joke. That you heard somewhere else and kept in your head. Yes. Wow. All right, then. That's pretty special. All right. Mm. So back to Frank Squared Jones. Frank Squared. <clears throat> Frank Frank Fernando Jones was a Velisca resident at... Oh, and an Iowa State motherfucking senator. Hmm. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. The plot thickens. Right? That, that, I mean, that's that's a few rungs higher on the ladder than we expected any of these people to be. Oh, shit. I mean, I... Th- I I assumed Reverend was uh, the the top of the uh, the stepping stool, mm-hmm. but and nay nay, uh, Josiah Moore had at one time worked for Frank Jones at his implement store, which I'm guessing was a store um, that uh, sold implements of 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 a sort. Implements. Implements. That's um. It's a rather general word, hmm. isn't it? It is the etcetera of farming. Um, oh. He worked there. He worked there for a long fucking time before leaving to open his own store. Well, uh, more reportedly, had taken business away from Jones, including a very uh, lucrative John Deere dealership, um, which I didn't know John Deere was around in 1912. Fuck me with a thing that has sex with people against their will. Or a cocksaber. Moore, Moore was rumored to have a sexual affair with Jones's daughter-in-law. Though, there's... Sorry, continue. There's... there's there, well, I mean, there's no evidence to support that. That's that's probably just, uh, just uh, salty tears in a saltwater swimming pool that's been overrun by a saltwater flood Icky. from a hurricane. It's just salty, is what I'm saying. Guy's jelly. He's he's salt flavored jelly. Need some lotion after that. Mm. So, that's it for him. Really, there's there's nothing tying him to it. We're just going through who the who the cops had spoken to. Uh, this last one though, uh, he's he's quite the doozy. Um, well, he's not the, he's not the last one. There there are um, there 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 are three more. But this one's kind. Of, this one's the doozy. This is William Mansfield. Fucking William Mansfield. That son of a bitch. You know what? Um. <clears throat> so, <sighs> another theory was that uh, the the state senator up there, Mister F Squared Jones, he had hired William Blackie Mansfield. That's right, Blackie. Huh. But uh, he, he's a white guy. Let's, let's throw that out there now. But you don't get the nickname Blackie for being the scrub dub dubbiest motherfucker around. Is he a chimney sweep? Um, let's go ahead and say at one point or another he was, in fact, a chimney sweep. Yes, Chris. Okay. That works. That works. All right. So S- Senator Jones had hired a Blackie Mansfield to murder the Moore family. It's believed that Mansfield was, in fact, a serial killer because he murdered his wife, his infant child, and his parents-in-law with an axe two years after the Velisca crimes. What? Right. So that, He's believed to have committed the... Huh? Is it believed that he did that, or he did that? Um... No, he murdered his wife, his infant child, and his parent-in-law. Oh, so that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, no, he did that for sure. Wow. Um, he's believed to have committed the axe murders in uh, Paloa, Kansas, four days before the Velisca crimes. What? He was also he was also suspected in the double homicide of Jenny Peterson 
and Ginny Miller so is he in a, Illinois. Is he a serial killer or a contract killer? I think he just uh, liked getting people named Ginny together, and he did as such, and they didn't get along, and he was like, you know what? Let's start over again. Well, this guy was um, busy, dude, for the, for the type each of transportation crime... that was available back in those days <laughs> well, to travel hey, from these and, places. And the, the next sentence leads to that. Oh. Each crime site was accessible by train, and all murders were carried out in virtually the same manner. That is impressive. Mansfield was released after a special grand jury of Montgomery County refused to indict him on grounds that his alibi had checked out. Mm. Nine months before the murders at Villisca, a similar case of axe murder occurred in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Two axe murder cases followed in Ellsworth, Kansas and Paloa, Kansas, as I said earlier. The cases were similar enough to raise the possibility of having been committed by the same person. Other murders reported as possibly being linked to these crimes included the numerous unsolved axe murders along the Southern Pacific Railroad from 1911 to 12, the unsolved Axeman of New Orleans killings, as well as other such murders during this time period. I thought it was going I thought that was right around the same time period. So, even though it, it, it holds no other part of the M.O. Uh, with the Axeman in New Orleans, I mean, this guy could technically maybe be, you know, maybe the Axeman in New Orleans. Huh. Well. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say probably not, though. And, and it, I mean, yeah, probably not, there's but. nothing specifically to refute nor fucking, you know, build up. But still, this, this, to hit nothing. people with the back yeah, of I mean, the axe, it's, like specifically... That that's, that's. I mean, it's neat. Kind of a signature, right? But I mean, but the axe man broke in in the middle of the night, did it, left. He never fucking went in, hung around, waited. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. They, yeah. They never found cigarette butts or anything like that. And I mean, he he had done that so many fucking times in that exact way. Why change that one very important to him thing? I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, no, you're right. So the murders in Colorado Springs were closely related to um, an execution and those uh, the murders in Colorado Springs were closely related in execution to those in the Moore house. Nine months before the Velisca murders, H.C. Wayne, his wife and child, and Mrs. A.J. Burnham, Burnham were found dead in Colorado Springs murdered by axes. Colorado Springs police found it difficult to believe that the same person could perpetrate a similar crime in a city. Hmm. As in the Velisca murders, bed sheets were used to cover the windows to prevent passerbys from looking in. But um, at the uh, the Moore house, the murderer hung aprons and skirts to cover the windows. Um, and uh, it, he, he wiped the blood off of his axe, and he covered the heads of his victims uh, with bedclothes in both. <sighs> so, so Mansfield was also the prime suspect in the uh, of the Burns Detective Agency of Kansas City, and Detective James Newton Wilkerson, who had suggested that he was a cocaine addicted serial killer. Oh, which, if you're gonna be a serial killer, might as well. Might as well. Um, yeah. 
According to contemporary news reports, uh, Wilkerson believed that Mansfield was responsible for the axe murders of his wife, his infant child, his father-in-law, and mother-in-law in Blue Island, Illinois, on July 5th, 1914, which was two years after the Velisca murders. Fuck Blue um, Island, Illinois. <clears throat> yeah. Continue. Uh, the axe murders committed in uh, Paola, Kansas, uh, four days before oh, the Velisca murders. <laughs> and the murders of uh, Jenny Peterson and Jenny Miller in Aurora, Illinois. So, according to uh, the Wilkinson, uh, Wilkerson's investigation, all of the murders were committed in precisely the same manner, indicating that the same man probably committed all of them. Mm. Wilkerson stated that he could prove that Mansfield was present in each of the differing crime scenes on the night of the murders. In each murder, the victims were hacked to death with an axe, and the mirrors in the homes were all covered. That's the creepiest fucking thing to me. The mirrors were all covered. Well, it's a, a burning lamp. a certain type of psychosis mm-hmm. that would probably be pretty easy to uh, to spot or, oh, yeah. or call he, out. He's like... He's like, something's watching me through these fucking mirrors, and I got to cover them up. Yeah. Or something's, uh, I don't know, ta- I don't know. Man, why do you cover mirrors? I don't fucking know, man. Mirrors are creepy things, though, don't you think? They're pretty fucking cool, but yes. I mean, at, at, as simple as they are, being uh, a very highly polished fucking sheet of uh, usually aluminum foil on a piece of cardboard with a piece of glass over it is a very simple, very mechanical thing. But it is, it's a, it's another, it's a backwards world in there. It's super cool. When I was a kid, I fucking hated mirrors. I love I had to cover them up if I murdered people. Ugh. You ever seen one um, be made? It's fucking awesome. It, it is really neat. Um, so as well as, uh, all the mirrors being covered. A burning lamp with the chimney off was left at the foot of the bed and a basin in which the murderer washed was found in the kitchen. In each case, the murderer avoided leaving fingerprints by wearing gloves, which Wilkerson believed was strong evidence that the man was, in fact, Mansfield. And highly intelligent. Who, uh, yeah, because he actually he knew that his fingerprints were on file at the uh, the federal military prison at Leavenworth. He's going to be a wily one. So Wilk- Wilkerson managed to convince a grand jury to open an investigation in 1916, and Mansfield was arrested and brought to Montgomery County from Kansas City. Well, uh, payroll records happened to provide an alibi that placed Mansfield in Illinois at the time of the Velisca murders. So he was released for lack of evidence and later won a lawsuit that he brought against Wilkerson and was awarded $2,225. Dang. Well, Wilkerson believed that pressure from Jones resulted not only in Mansfield's release, but also in the subsequent arrest and trial of Reverend Kelly. R. Kelly, if you will. Thank you, Mark. You know we're nasty. Um, Let's just say that. R. Kelly. However, a man known as R.H. Thorpe, who was a restaurant owner from Shenandoah, Iowa, had identified Mansfield as the man that he saw the morning after the Velisca murders boarding a train at a Clarindia. Uh, uh, Clarinda. 
this man said that uh, he had walked from Valeska. And if proven to be true, this testimony would disprove Mansfield's alibi. Furthermore, it was reported that Mr. or Mrs. Vina Tompkins of Marshalltown was on her way to testify that she had heard three men in the woods plotting the murder of the Moore family a short time before the killings. Yeah, that's crazy. That that last that last little sentence really uh, has nothing to do with anybody. I guess it's just this lady fucking said that she heard three people plotting a murder, and. I, it says she was on her way to testify, uh, but which leads me to believe that she never had. Right. And uh, I, I would also be led to believe that she had no idea who these men were. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a, it seems. Thanks, Wikipedia. Like you heard them say um, the Moore family, did you? That's what you heard. I, I, I really need to stop reading things that end in citation needed. Um, <laughs> So, next, uh, there's, there's two more little bitty little ones here. Next is Henry Lee Moore, who is of actual, uh, who is of no relation to the murdered family, also oh. named Moore. Um, Henry Lee Moore was uh, also a suspected serial killer who was convicted of the murder of his mother and grandmother several months after the murders in Villisca, his weapon of choice being an axe. See. Uh, before and after the murders in Villisca, the very similar axe murders on his mother and grandmother were committed. This says after, wait, several months after the murders, and then before and after the murders in Villisca, the very, what? Maybe he killed his mom before and then his grandma after. Uh, I don't know, but all the, everything he did. uh, You know what? It's uh, two people, two different times, uh, same MO, same everything. It's not serial. Serial? You'd know them. Well, you know, there's a reason I, you couldn't fill them. a bowl with it and have a fucking tasty breakfast, but it's uh. I mean, you could. You just have to clean it, and bleach it, and, you know, get on a reciprocating saw or something like that. And, you know. So all of the all of the murders that he did had similarities, uh, leading to strong suspicion that uh, some or all of the crimes were committed by an axe murdering serial killer. And just like uh, Black Mansfield, the axe murdering Henry Moore could be considered a suspect in some of these slayings. And last, but certainly also the least, Sam Moyer. Mm. Poor Sam Moyer. Well, at the inquest, it was reported that Sam Moyer, who was also Josiah's brother-in-law, often had threatened to kill Josiah Moore. However, upon further investigation, Moyer's alibi cleared him of the crime no and that's it are they trying to say that the dude with the alibi of the the whole payroll thing like that that could be possibly Mm -hmm. false is that what i was understanding there because i I think um yeah so i I think our two best uh our, our two best maybes are reverend kelly and blackie mansfield I think those are the two best maybes. I I, I do because I think I do happen to think to imagine that somebody's not going to show up to pick up their paycheck, like especially yeah, if they yeah. don't know they're a suspect. Like that's a pretty good alibi. But ba- right? back then, back back then, uh, you could literally fucking have anybody do that, and um, it wouldn't have to 
necessarily be the guy who said he was doing it. You know what I mean? True. Back then, you could do a lot of things, such as leave cigarette butts just laying wherever and never be caught. <laughs> well, I, w- I was telling Melissa earlier about the uh, the Velisca murders and how there were cigarette butts there. And she was about to ask me, well, why didn't they get DNA or something like that? And she was like, oh, wait, when was this? I was like, oh, 1912. She was like, oh, never mind. Because you were born in the 80s and it's always been a thing for us. That's right. It's called CSI, motherfuckers. Watch it. Damn it. Why wasn't I born earlier? I could have killed so many. Fuck. Hmm could have killed so many probably would have wussed out after one let's be real here oh yeah we're not even gonna get into that i don't do no nah, i don't do blood or dead bodies fuck all that now if i'm gonna kill uh-uh. you it's, it's either gonna be from a long ways away where i don't have to deal with the aftermath <laughs> or if it's gonna be up close it's gonna be a blind rage sort of thing Hmm. I mean, if it's going to be, you parked in my fucking spot, die. Guy. No, I don't think I, I really just, I don't, I don't think I could do the up close and personal sort of, sort of thing. Like, not, I couldn't look somebody in the eye. I couldn't watch the life drain out of someone, no matter, I mean, unless it was like, like a baby Hitler or something. Yeah, that and would then have to be. A, that's just a really strong. I mean, I, that's reason. just so I could. I could tell people what it looked like. Like, that's for, like, you know, like, history's sake. Yeah. Just so I could let people know. Nice. Because, uh, I mean, what's the question on everybody's mind after Jason comes back from time traveling and has killed baby Hitler? It is, what was the look on his face? <laughs> Give it to us. As they're all just, like, slowly unzipping their pants and just, like, getting a little way too randy. Um. So, Chris, yeah. so ends... The Shoulder Shrugging, part one of tonight's Tuesday Tacos for Everybody, except for Chris. Twofer. Well, that is some super shoulder shrugging shit that you got going on there. And uh, I can appreciate the mystery involved. I, um, right. I, I, I dig this the, the one explanation that I The one explanation that I can have for it, other than I think it was either the Reverend or Blackie that did it, um, just because they seemed the most likely to be capable of it, um, is, uh, the explanation of, hey, it's 1912. <laughs> People kind of still just pretty much do whatever the fuck they want. Fucking period. You could hide out in an attic and murder a whole family and sneak off before anybody knew better. And then, hey, guess what? Uh, I'm on a train. Yep. <laughs> Catch me if you can. <laughs> See, and that was that was a time when, you know, or still the time when, uh, you know, everybody drank and everybody was fucking, you know, the wife took care of the kids oh, yeah. and all that other cliched bullshit. But... Oh no, when you when you saw when you saw your pediatrician, he had a fucking highball glass in his hand and a goddamn cigarette in his mouth. Oh yeah, and his little and he offered you some when you went in in his fucking jacket pocket. Oh, for sure. But that's that's the, the time I want to live in. Oh yeah, right wow. there. Mm. Yeah. As long as I can bring teeth, like cleaning materials, back from the future with me to to stick it out over mm. there, I'd be cool with it. I guess. We got to get back from the future. <sighs> One of these days. One of these days. Mm. So, um, 
so yeah, that that that's uh that's kind of it. So we're we're gonna move on now to uh to part two of this uh Thursday of the Damned, known as "Shut the fuck up, Chris, and let me continue." Damn. Wednesday. Damn. When it's actually Monday. Monday. Mm. Mondays, I hate them. So Mondays. In in doing my research for uh the Velisca Axe Murder House, um or Axe Murders, whatever, um, I found uh something I knew even less about uh prior to my research, which which are the uh <clears throat> the Hinterkaifeck murders in Germany. Yay, so Yay Schnitzel. Yay. That's like my favorite thing that Germans do. Okay, my favorite thing that Germans do are beer houses and Frauleins. Uh, I mean Frauleins are okay, I guess. And uh the and the opening to uh to that 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 uh that stick song, the Unterklebenklappenklopen. <laughs> Thank you, Germany, for then, in turn, letting Offspring give me the worst fucking song I've ever heard. Yeah. Hey, um, can we do a quick, uh, like, really quick Zach Morris timeout for me now? Zach Morris timeout? Yeah, well, it's a four-year lease, and then I have to uh, pay a $36,000 balloon payment on the end if I want to actually own it. Wait, you have to buy $36,000 worth of balloons? Yes, yes. And fill it up. Fill up the truck. Holy shit, man. That sounds like a party that I want to be invited to. Uh, Um, I mean, it's a 53-foot trailer, uh, 101 inches wide. So I think we can What kind of balloons, Chris? I mean... $36,000 $36,000 worth of them, you can pretty much choose whatever kind of fucking balloon you want. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, okay, the, 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 que- the question actually is, uh, are we, I mean, this, is this a helium party? Is it a uh, a nitrous party? Nitrous all is the way, it, sure. um, It's nitrous all the way, as I, as I expected fully. That night, we will be doing the podcast with very deep voices. Um, <laughs> Zach Morris... Big ass cell phone time in. So the Hinterkaifeck uh, is actually a small town, a uh, small farmstead. My mistake, which is situated between the Bavarian towns of Ingolstadt and Schroederbinhausen. Ooh, where's the creamy donut filling? I'm guessing it's closer to Schroederbinhausen. Okay, um, which is. Approximately seventy kilometers north of Munich. Um, I don't know what kilometers and and things like that are, so it's either really close or really far away. Yeah, it's about um, fifty miles. It's not that far. Well, the the, uh, the Hinterkaifeck was actually the scene of one of the most uh, puzzling crimes in German history. On the evening of March thirty first, nineteen twenty two. Which is goddamn near almost ten years exactly to the Velisca murders. The six inhabitants of the farm were killed with a mattock, which is it's a pickaxe. 
Um, just a, a more proper name for a pickaxe. Why? Um, Why? Why do we have to have so many fucking names for everything? Or oh oh so why is a pickaxe also a matic? Yeah. Um, well, I I think a pickaxe is is a more layman descriptive term, and a matic is an industry term. You know, like uh, if you went to the implement store, <laughs> you'd ask for a matic. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. And is a small matic not a matic? Is it a something else? And then a bigger one is it something else? And then the fucking but they're all the same shape. But... I'm really, really hoping that there's an automatic. Oh my god! That's right, that's right. As I keep telling Melissa, I'm a dad now. These things are gonna happen. These things are gonna come out of my mouth. Fucking deal with it. Okay, Rob, bring it. So, no, I don't you dare, <laughs> don't you dare compare me to Rob. I said, I said, I'm a father, not. The leader of a pack. <laughs> Fucking troop or a goddamn. <sighs> what do they call? The He's got groups of a monkeys? basketball team. Yeah, it's a guy. Yeah, a giant group of monkeys is called a basketball team. No, that okay. <laughs> oh, that's that's up, that sounded really <laughs> racist. I did not mean it to. Oh, I did, there's just there. That's there's enough people up. on a basketball team, and <clears throat> I'm cutting that out of the show. Fuck you. <laughs> You're the one that made it racist, not me. <laughs> <sighs> oh, no, because when I said it, you said it and edited at the same time. <laughs> Rob's got a murderer kids, he does. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the six victims the six victims of the Hinterkaifeck happening happen to be the farmer, Andreas Gruber. That's right. We've got a Gruber, people. McGruber. And his wife, Kazilia. Their widowed cool daughter. Yeah, I like Kazilia. And, and Jesus Christ. It's uh, C and then A with the umlauts. Uh, then Z-I-L-I-A. Um, I, cool. I, I've got to be pronouncing that incorrectly, but that's the best you're going to get out of me. Um, uh, so Andreas and uh, Kazilia Gruber. As well as their widowed daughter, Victoria Grable, and her two kids. Yes, I loved the movie MacGruber, just as a, a quick aside. It was a good movie. It was ridiculous. Uh, the, the throat rips when when Kid finds out that MacGruber can actually do things yep. uh, made, made me so happy. So happy. Just, just like effortless that. goddamn, effortless throat rips. I just like the backflip he did from a sitting down position. Like that was, I think I rewound and watched that about 10 times. And then you practiced it many and failed. Oh my God. I almost killed myself. C'est la vie, Chris, which happens to mean either so is life or shut up and let me finish the story. <laughs> That's right. Fart sound and then MacGruber yell is the correct response. To that. <laughs> so oh, I got so, uh, out of me. so her two kids, uh the first, who was seven years old, was uh named after Grandmama. So uh Kazilia. And uh also a two year old, uh Joseph or Yosef. Uh probably not Yosef. Probably Joseph. It's Yosef, even if it's like super German. 
That's not like uh, the Jewy. <laughs> Why are you yelling at me? I'm... God, these people were super German in 1922. I don't think they cut... would name their child Yosef. We're gonna cut Jason out of the show this time. He is just. We're gonna have to cut Jason out of the show. Jason is. <laughs> Jason is being very inadvertently racist, and I don't mean to be. Jason has had a drink and a half. It is not racist. Jason drinking time. Um, so added, added along to the, the, the family, uh, which is now at five, um, was the brand new maid, Maria Bumgartner. That's right. Bumgartner. Wow. Which is, is German for ass garden. I was, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna leave that one alone. It's too inviting. I, I made Melissa just snort laugh out loud and she is like covering her mouth trying not to laugh out loud and I fucking love it. I, I could count on one hand how many times I've made her laugh like that and it makes me so happy that Ass Garden was the one that got her. Oh my god, I love you, baby. Um, <laughs> is, that like, is that like referring to a, 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 a crack frill or more like a treasure trove of buds. You know what? I feel bad because uh, the, the man in, in my life that made me want to play guitar, like watching him, like the, the guy that he was, he was in my my uncle's uh, band when since they were teenagers, and he was the most amazing uh, lead guitarist I'd ever seen in my entire life, and he was one of the coolest fucking dudes ever. His name was Lewis Bumgartner. Um, <laughs> he, he died of can- cancer years ago, um, but he was fucking cool as hell. So I don't want to be, uh, making too much fun of the ass garden. Um, that didn't answer the question, but okay. No, I'm not gonna, uh, as a little, uh, addendum, uh, is it, no, uh, what, 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 what's a little attachment to a, uh, a reading material called? Is that an addendum? No, that's like something you add. I, what? It's a, it's a, okay. We stapled this on to, to the side Why do I of know the paper. That? I don't know. You, you know what? You don't have to go to college to know things, Chris. I never wrote a term paper. Neither did I. I barely wrote fucking homework papers. Um, the two-year-old Joseph was rumored to be the son of Victoria and her father, Andreas, who may have had an incestuous relationship. <sighs> Maybe. The plot thickens, but that plot is not the plot we speak about, so that plot can get all chubs wherever the fuck it wants, because we're going to leave it alone. Um, so, uh, Hinterkaifeck was actually never an official place name. Uh, the name was used for the remote farmstead of the hamlet of Kaifeck, located nearly uh, one kilometer north of the main part of Kaifeck and hidden in the woods. Ooh. So, the prefix of Hinter... Uh, which means behind, and then uh, Kaifek, meaning uh, farmstead, basically. Um, well, no, uh, it meaning the woods, basically. So it, it's a farm that's behind the woods. So, <laughs> so that's just the name given to the place. It wasn't um, like fucking goddamn brandished on a, a piece of wood and, and hung over the door or anything. Um, so. Um, this was in the uh, it, it, the outskirts of the town of uh, Vangen, which is W-A-N-G-E-N, which was incorporated into uh, Weidhoven on October 1st, 1971. 
Take that, people who says that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. That's right. Make em ups. Shut up. Uh, so all words are made now up. we get in. Well, yes, all words are made up. That's how words are words. So we get to the crime now, which is two <coughs> made-up words that Excuse make me. up a thing that I'm very interested in. So sorry. And Chris can just keep coughing either because he is sick or because he has smoked too much marijuana today. You're in California. It's legal. It's okay to talk about it. Uh, coughing the demons out. Demons be coughed. Um... So a few days prior to the crime, farmer Andreas Gruber told neighbors about uh, discovering footprints in the snow leading from the edge of the forest to the farm, but none leading away. He had also spoken about hearing footsteps in the attic and finding an unfamiliar newspaper on the farm. Furthermore, the house keys went missing several days before the murders, but not a fucking word of this was reported to the police. So... Six months earlier, the previous maid had quit and left the farm. She claimed that the farm was haunted. And the, uh, the, new, the new maid that had been hired, who was uh, Maria Asgarden, she arrived on March 31st, just uh, a scant few hours before her death. Wow. Um, exactly what took... Yeah. Crazy. No, 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 that's luck is what that's called, Chris. That's luck. Yeah, or the opposite. No, no, luck uh does not inherently mean good. Sure. It could just mean that's your your lot in life, man. That's what you keep getting dealt, you know? Um so exactly what happened on Friday of that day and year uh fucking nobody knows, right? But it's believed that uh, the older couple, as well as their daughter, Victoria, and her daughter, Kazilia, were somehow lured into the barn one by one where they were slaughtered. Wow. Whoever the, perpetra- whoever the perpetrator or perpetrators may be, um, they, they then went into the house where they proceeded to kill two-year-old Yosef, who was sleeping in his cot in his mother's bedroom, as well as the the brand new maid Maria Bumgartner who was in her bedchamber. Dang. On the following Tuesday, the fourth of April, some neighbors went to the farmstead because none of the inhabitants had been seen for several days, which was of course a bit unusual. The mailman had noticed that the post from the previous Saturday was still where it had been left, and um, also young Kazilia had not turned up for school on Monday. Nor had she been there on Saturday. Hmm. <clears throat> so now we're going to talk a bit about what the police looked into. Can I just Inspector... make mention of uh-huh. the... Uh, yeah, <clears throat> please. The, uh, uh, what sounds like a miniature RC motorboat in the, in your background. This hairy little... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Snorty thing. Oh, no, I... I, 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 I genuinely severely hope that my microphone is picking up sweet, sweet Penelope. Oh, it sounds because, adorable. Um, it does. She, she is an itty-bitty. Um, how old do you think Penelope is, baby? Six. About six-year-old? Six-year-old French bulldog yeah. who 
goes through her her day and night, 24-7, sounding, whether she is awake or asleep, like she is snoring. Yep, yep. She is also, she is also known for giving the cutest, has no idea where she's at and what the fuck's going on, smiles. Nice. And is the best. Oh, she'll look up at you like, hey, guys! And... It doesn't matter what the fuck's happening. It is, it is a breath of fresh air. Well, she's sound. She's asleep now. She's asleep now on the couch uh, outside. There's a little thing, but yeah, she she's taking a, a little uh, nizzity nizzity nizap. So for um, now it is actually snoring, but even if she was awake, so yes, she makes it, the same noise. Oh. The the best thing about this dog is that um like she'll you know hang out on the 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 side of the couch or whatever and she'll be looking at you and stuff and then she'll just fall asleep <laughs> <laughs> to where you, to where you have to move her back a little bit because she'll fall asleep and fall off of the couch. That's hilarious. It's adorbs. Right. And then we have we have a, a a decently new puppy here uh who whose name is uh. Who, Madeline, uh, shortened to Maddie, but I call her Cricket because I'm difficult. But so is she. She likes how fingers and toes taste. Fingers and toes. It's like goddamn chicken nuggets to this fucking dog. Nope. Nope. Yep. I don't want it. You can keep it. But adorable. She's sniffing around, peeing and pooping on stuff in the yard. So, <clears throat> Inspector George Reinberger, Rein Gruber, sorry, <laughs> that means gold, gr- that means gold Gruber, so it's, it's like the guy from, from Die Hard, um, but, uh, he was a Bond Gruber, this is gold Gruber, and his colleagues from the Munich Police Department made pretty fucking considerable efforts to, uh, find out what the fuck, right? Uh, more than a hundred suspects had been questioned through the years, but to no avail. Um, most recently, a questioning took place in fucking 1986. But wow, eh, was the best they could do was just eh. <laughs> in t- in 2007, the students of the police fascist. Wait, mm. <clears throat> let me try that again. The Police Academy, but say that in German, because uh, it is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. It is 21 letters long. What the shit? Police Academy in German takes 21 letters to spell. Fuck you, French Canada. Um. So, at the police academy, uh, they got the task to investigate the case once more with modern techniques of criminal investigation. They came to the conclusion that it's impossible to completely solve the crime, and um, especially after so much time had passed, which kind of, duh, there's a lack of evidence because the investigation methods then were pretty fucking primitive, and in addition... Uh, evidence had been lost, and these suspects had all since fucking died. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, they came to the conclusion that they considered one person the main suspect. 
they will not directly name that person because they they're just kind of doing that out of respect for that person's living relatives since they can't technically have the guy fucking confess and shit what good is it saying it was this guy we're pretty sure hey we're students at a goddamn police in fashion schulen um you know cuz that that could ruin lives you know i understand that decision making um but to this day there are people out there that are still trying to fucking find out what the fuck um so the police had first suspected the motive to be robbery and they had interrogated several inhabitants from the surrounding villages as well as uh you know traveling craftsmen and vagrants and sex workers i threw that last one in there because i thought it would make things sexy it didn't it just made it sadder um the robbery theory was pretty quickly abandoned when a large amount of money was found in the house. So, it's also believed that the perpetrator slash fucking goddamn perpetrators remained at the farm for several days. Someone had fed the cattle and eaten food in the kitchen. The neighbors had also seen smoke from the chimney during the weekend, and yeah. anyone looking for money would have found it. So, that happened after the murders someone <laughs> stuck around fed the fucking livestock ate goddamn meals in the house and set warm toasty fucking fires with six goddamn corpses laying around that is a lot of work hmm and some at it's, somebody it's, else's house too. Like, who wants? It's I don't fucking, want to go over to your house and feed crazy. your fucking animals. Yeah, cooking like, for you and like, your I'm, house. I'm, I'm sorry, but if I'm going to a farm to kill six people, I'm not gonna feed their fucking animals. I'm sorry. That might sound cruel to some of you out there. The animals didn't do anything. They don't deserve to die. I personally agree. But if I were <laughs> such a person, that would show up unannounced on a farm to murder six people uh, the youngest being two fucking years old I'm gonna fucking let your animals die yeah pretty much the last thing on my mind is that uh, would be you know Melissa just like slammed down something and is looking at me with eyes of vengeance and, and terror I wonder if the um, cows have eaten you know I, I, animals are better than people I know animals are better than people I literally the people deserve to die hey Hey, hey, baby. Did you not hear my, my, my qualifying statement at the beginning of that saying I would absolutely feed the animals, but as a person that went there to slaughter six human beings, no. I could see... Really? You're going to do this? No. Don't tell me to continue. This is my show. I'll continue when I want. Chris, I'll call you next fucking Friday. How about that? Zach uh, Morris time. Fuck this. Alright. Well, um, yeah. I'm, I am going to catch some shit when I'm done with this show unless I fucking make it up with another thing like fucking Ass Garden. I got to fucking figure something out quick. That gave her a little smirk. I like it. So, um, <laughs> the death of Carl Grable, uh, who, uh, Gabriel, sorry, the death of Carl Gabriel, who was Victoria's husband, uh, he had reportedly died in the French trenches in 1914 in World War One, 
Um, that, this was called into question because his body was never found. So maybe, but probably not. Um, so on the day of the 5th of April, a court physician, Dr. Johann Baptiste Aumuller, had performed the autopsies in the barn. It was established that a pickaxe was the most likely murder weapon. The corpses were beheaded, and the skulls were then sent to Munich, where <laughs> they were examined by clairvoyance. Oh. Without result. <clears throat> uh, yeah, you got excited for fucking nothing, because <laughs> clairvoyance aren't real. So, uh... Uh, suck a dick, Chris. The autopsy also showed that the younger Cazilia had been alive for several hours after the assault. Um, she had been lying in the straw next to the body of her grandparents and her mother. Um, and she had just giant chunks of hair that had been torn out of her head. Um, so, the six victims are buried in Weidhofen where there's a memorial in the graveyard. The skulls were never returned from Munich. I'm guessing those clairvoyants have some pretty bitchin' ashtrays. Yeah, um, cereal balls. Quote-unquote, they were lost during the chaos of World War II. Um, and then close to where the farm was originally located, there's a shrine. The farm was demolished the following year in 1923 that is literally everything <laughs> wow. everything about hinterkaifeck that so, i can let you know so either way somebody is walking around whacking people in the nugget with the back of an axe in or the i guess the front of a pickaxe too yeah but it, wait now a pickaxe is a wedge, basically, on one side, like crowbar-style wedge, on one side, and 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 then like a fucking like a needle, for, for lack hey, of yeah, a like, better like, word. Yeah, like like on the like a dull like a like a dull sickle on one side, and a uh, like a yeah like a, a wedge type deal on the on the other. So you either poking holes in somebody or you're putting gashes in them with the right. other side. There, there's, there's no polite side to smash somebody with a with a mattock. There's just not. No, yeah. No, okay, so I, I do not believe that this could have been perpetrated by the same person. But um, either way, damn. Like, damn. Yeah, no, like, it, if, like, the one thing that would have completely fucking gotten me is that, you know, it, if... In Germany, the, the the mirrors had been covered because they uh, didn't need to cover the windows. No one was going to walk by. Right. But if like the mirrors seem too specific, yeah. a thing to not uh, to not do again. Yeah. Why do that once? You know, because otherwise it's it's all it's all whatever. You know, it's all like yeah. In these two cases. Someone hid out in the house, waited for the family, fucking slaughtered every single one of them, and then just walked off into the the the, the annals of history. This is crazy. 
That is Annals. fucking whack. Annally heinous. Hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, wow, I just it, it's it's really strange, and and the 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 list of suspects in the first case is just wacky. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, is in the second case there, I mean, in the first case we went through what five or six different, you know, maybes. In the second one, there was nothing. 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 Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah, it's they're very uh, connected. At the same time, very fucking unsolved, and at and also uh, very almost uh, equally same time. Um, what the fuck, man? Like, what was that guy's fucking problem, right? You know, uh, sometimes you just you just got to, I guess, murder an entire family, uh, including the elderly and very very small children. I guess I don't my fucking thing, no, Chris. My thing is always how much work goes into these things. You know, I mean, it's effort. It's 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 planning, and even if it's not planning, it's still a lot of effort. You're still like I mean it's, I, I mean the dude must have been in Germany for like a, a while living in their attic right uh, he had a newspaper fucking the the previous fucking lady quit six months earlier because she thought she fucking heard ghosts um, and then when it was time to do it he lured at least four of these family members one by motherfucking one into the barn to kill them. That's pretty specific, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's maybe dude just was like a perfectionist, you know? Maybe he was uh, anally anal. Could be. Could be. The whole mirror thing, though, I, I feel like... That still creeps me out the most. I, well, I feel what like did that's he such think? a thing that, that is like signature and or it's more mo than signature because the signature would be i guess done to the body and the mo being the situation more so the situation right. so um like that but that's such a specific scenario for an mo that it, it doesn't seem like this was the first time such a person has had done such a thing you know what i mean nor would it be the oh, last time if they weren't caught absolutely for that one. Uh, so I, absolutely it just makes me wonder though like how many other situations or how many other serial murders um, perpetrated had the whole mirror covering thing as part of the case like because i mean i i had a feeling that if i if i decided to to dig any further because i mean our show is not about giving you the fucking whole goddamn story our, our our show's about bringing you a cool goddamn story. Or whatever um, we want to tell you. <laughs> right. And because I really feared that if I if I dug further that it 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 would kind of be an endless uh, pursuit, which I I mean would have just put this episode off for a while. Um, so, you know, I, I brought you these two that because they were so fucking closely related. They sounded so much alike. Yet there's there's so much different about it that 
I mean, if it had to have been two fucking separate people at two different points in the world at two different points in time that just were fucking terrible human beings. That's like the end. psychosis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, I think that's kind of the best explanation we can give for anything. And, uh, I, I mean, I hate to do this to you, buddy, but uh, even with all the distraction we've had, this episode's running a bit long. So, <laughs> I'm going to have to say thank you for listening to me walk around in your attic and drop cigarettes and leave newspapers. Episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No. The UFOs, the conspiracies, Asgardens, and murder. Yeah, this is a good one. Asgardens! I enjoyed it. And I'm going to go... It's a cool fucking story. I'm going to say that in this case, Asgarden refers to uh, a fro in your crack. Not a crop Hmm. of asses. I'm going to say that Asgardens refer to... Just as Kintergardens is a a place for the uh, the Kinter uh, children to grow and learn, an ass garden is a school for ass based prostitution. Ooh. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm you gotta dig. On gotta dig. You gotta dig into the ass gardens, man. I'm gonna marinate on that one a little bit. You marinate on the ass gardens. I'm gonna say countdown. Melissa, since you've been sitting here, will you will you do the countdown with me? No. No. Ooh. She She's has been a peach. Spicy peach. <laughs> Love it. Three, two, <laughs> and a middle oh, wow. finger up to you, God. Number one. Two. Night, children of the night. Later, kids. Wish me luck out of California. <laughs> Later, bud.